welcome to this presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. We're going to be looking at, uh, this is the second week of our series on spiritual warfare and uh, we've called it For the Win. And it's great to be able to talk about this whole idea of spiritual warfare. I don't know what your experiences in, in listening to teaching or preaching or, or whatever about spiritual or your experience in practicing spiritual warfare is, but it is so good. And, and last week we really started from that foundation of understanding that Jesus has already won the victory that we enter into this, this kind of spiritual warfare that the Bible talks about as, as going on all around us with the knowledge that in Christ we are already victorious, that He is far and above, the, like He has defeated every principality, every uh, spiritual ruler. He, Jesus has been given authority over everything in heaven and on earth and so no matter what we we understand as christians and as people going through life day to day that there are kind of struggles and battles and 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 a lot of this series is going to be about how do we deal with some of those struggles and those daily kind of battles how can we uh fight those the way that jesus tells us to fight those Uh, but from that place of knowing that we already have the victory his resurrection has already decided the outcome of the war in the end isn't that great isn't that so good and uh so this morning um you know we, we probably come or probably have i suppose a leaning towards one of of kind of two views because uh, it's i think of it a bit like a, a spectrum of views on spiritual warfare at one end you have the uh, people who go chasing demons under every rock you know what I mean it's like you know somebody sneezes and they're like you know what came out of you was unholy you know (laughs) Um, but there's this kind of like everything that happens to me um, everything that's you know every time I feel sad every time I stub my toe on the coffee table um, you know that that was a demon that was that was doing that to me every time I make a bad decision uh, the devil made me do it kind of thing and it's it's sort of like you know everything has you know some super spiritual kind of significance sometimes when, when I was a kid we used to call those people super spiritual um, but I think probably a more accurate term is superstitious because uh, <laughs> I, I think being super spiritual would be an awesome thing, wouldn't it? If we were like, you know, but we are like spiritual beings. And then we have on the other end of the spectrum is the people that are like, unless I can uh, see it and, and feel it and touch it or, or taste it, then, then like I'm not open to the consideration of anything beyond sort of the, you know, what I can uh, perceive, what I can sense, what I can understand with my mind. And so, you know, we kind of have these two extremes and, and most of us, hopefully, are somewhere in between those two extremes, but we probably have a little bit of a, a leaning sort of more towards one end than the other. And sometimes that's to do with personality, sometimes that's to do with experience, um, there, there can be all kinds of factors that sort of uh, determine sort of where we sit on that sort of sliding scale. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, I grew up... Uh, my younger years were on a, my, my, some of you know my parents, um, they ran a drug and alcohol rehabilitation farm down in the southeast of South Australia and, and there was a lot of 
spiritual stuff that went on. When you're dealing with people in a lot of those situations, I've seen demonic manifestations and deliverances. Um, I've seen amazing, you know, on the, I suppose on the other end of the spectrum, amazing just God healing moments and spirit powerfully falling things that almost defy explanation. But you know what? I still kind of find, and, and part of me still kind of is a little bit more towards the, I, I want to see it and I want to, you know, touch it and, and trust it before I really believe it kind of. That, that's just kind of where I sit in spite of all of my experiences and all of the things that I've seen God do. My natural inclination is to go, uh, it's so much easier for me to believe it if I can see it and touch it, or, you know, and, and it's tangible in front of me. But the reality is, and ultimately, for me, the ultimate authority is the Bible, and if, if the Bible tells me, and, and I believe that this is inspired by God, and if this tells me that there is a spiritual world all around me, then I accept that by faith, whether, uh, you know, whether I feel like there's enough evidence to prove it to my, my human mind or not, I believe it by faith because ultimately I've made this decision that the Bible is the Word of God and what it says is true. And the Bible talks a lot about the spiritual world. It talks a lot about this spiritual dimension. Uh, and, and so that's a little bit of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, the, the topic this week is, is called Open Your Eyes to the Unseen World. But before we get too much into that, I'd really just like to just stop and just pray and just ask the Holy Spirit to be with us uh, and to be our teacher this morning, if we can do that. Father, we thank you for your presence here this morning. We thank you for the power of your Spirit at work in us. And right now I pray and I ask you uh, to, to help us understand what your Word says. Help us to grasp and have that revelation of the victory that we have in Jesus. Help us to grasp and, and have a revelation of the reality of the unseen world. Lord, I pray this morning that you would help me to speak, help my words, help my, uh, what, me to share this message that you've put on my heart for this morning clearly uh, and give us uh, ears to hear as well what you're wanting to say, what you're wanting to show us, what you're wanting to reveal to us, Holy Spirit. So we just pray and we ask this in the name of, uh, of Jesus together. Amen. Amen. All right, so for me, because I kind of have that leaning towards more practical, tangible, um, what, wanting to kind of see and, and understand and comprehend things, and some of you might be like that as well, as much as I accept and believe by faith that there is a spiritual uh, dimension and a spiritual world that intersects with ours by faith, a lot of the time, I have this tendency to go about life forgetting it. I have this tendency to kind of um, want to, like my, my first instinct is to look for natural reasons, to look for um, natural explanations for things. And sometimes I have to stop and I have to remind myself and I have to kind of go, God, if there is, you know, 
spiritual stuff going on here. Help me to understand this. Now, God is in his wonderful graciousness to me, has given me a, a, a spouse who is far more on the, you know, leaning more towards the other side of the spectrum. And she's far more conscious and tuned in and switched on to the, the spiritual dimension and the reality of that. And so she helps me as well sometimes when I'm just like, my brain's just going this way. And she'd be like, hang on a minute, what, what if it's this? You know, I think, you know, what if there's a spiritual dimension in this? And go, oh, yeah, yes, of course. But it's, it's, it's really impossible for, for us to say that we're a Christian, to say that we believe in the Bible and what the Bible says without accepting what it says about the unseen realm. And I talk to lots of people, they're like, you know, I'm good with God, but, you know, and, and maybe angels, like I can cope with angels because they're pretty nice and, you know, they've got the wings and they come and, you know, look after people and, you know, the little cute little babies and, and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know about, you know, the devil or I don't believe in demons and all that kind of stuff. And it's sort of like we, you know, at times there's this, this temptation to sort of pick and choose the bits about the unseen realm that, uh, that, that don't offend, you know, that, that are nice, that are easy, that are comfortable. Um, but the reality is the Bible talks about uh, Satan, talks about demonic spirits, you know, right from, from the, the, there's this intersection between our physical world and, and the heavenly realm that is written all throughout Scripture. Um, you know, from, from the Garden of Eden, we kind of know that story and the temptation of Adam and Eve. We have stories like uh, Job. We, we read about this kind of interaction between God and Satan and Satan's like, you know, yeah, Job's a really good guy, but only because you've, you know, blessed him and given him all this wonderful stuff. If he didn't have all that, then he wouldn't be such a good guy. And, you know, that, and the story goes on as Satan's given permission to take away everything that Job has. And, and in the end, Job still honors God and God restores him but we have these experiences you know as Elijah being you know fed by angels in the desert and uh, Jacob as you know had this dream and angels coming down and and then we come to the New Testament where Jesus is is engaging with people who are uh, suffering under demonic oppression you know and he's he's getting rid of and he's bringing deliverance and he's bringing freedom and, and he's setting people free um and and, and so there's this uh this 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 idea this concept that is all through scripture that there's this spiritual unseen realm that is that is operating all around us it's not it's not just kind of like god's somewhere off in some other place called heaven and you know we're just here by ourselves there's this spiritual dimension that interacts and intersects with with us and our world on a daily basis um one of the so i guess that's point number one if you're taking notes which is a great thing to do especially if you're feeling weary and tired this morning you know take some notes it'll keep you awake uh, <laughs> Not that anybody would fall asleep during my preaching. They wouldn't dare. No. Okay, so point number one, there's a spiritual realm all around us. So it's not just kind of some far-off place. It's all around us. Ephesians 6 uh, is, is a very familiar scripture for many of us that talks about this. He's writing to the Ephesian church and he's encouraging them and he's saying, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. That's the first. All right, that's, that's the focus. Starts off from this foundation 
the Lord and his mighty power, okay? And then he says, he goes on, he says, put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. He says, you've been equipped to deal with what's going on in the spiritual realm when you are in Christ. God has given you what you need. He says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And he gives us that reminder and I think sometimes it's, a, it's an important reminder, especially for people like me who are inclined to kind of feel like, you know, when, when our boss is being an idiot that, um, and, and annoying or frustrating or <laughs> not that... Um, anybody in this place ever has that problem, but uh, <laughs> that sometimes, you know, maybe not always, but sometimes, like our wrestle really isn't against people, but it's a spiritual battle. And that doesn't necessarily, I'm not saying that, you know, the devil is whispering in that boss's ear. I mean, that, that may be the case, but I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but I'm saying we need to learn how to deal with things in the spiritual, even if that means addressing the spiritual deficiencies that I'm having and how I'm allowing that person to get to me and what kind of behavior I'm allowing that person to bring out in me. If we wrestle with these things in the spiritual, with the, the weapons that God has given us, which are spiritual weapons and, and powerful weapons for breaking down strongholds, then, then we, can, we can be content, we can deal with whatever circumstance comes along. It's not going to matter what that person is saying or doing in my life it's not going to matter what my circumstances are or the bank won't give me a loan or you know um, I, I fell over and skinned my knee or you know all those kinds of things sometimes we get far too I, I you know speaking for myself we get far too focused on on the physical realities and we forget about the eternal and the spiritual kind of aspects which often are far more important and have a far greater impact on our life First Peter 5 verse 8 says, Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Do you know what this verse doesn't say? And sometimes I think we, 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 we misinterpret some of this stuff. What this verse doesn't say is go hunt down the lion. It doesn't say that, does it? What does it say? Stay alert. That's your job. Your job's not to go hunt down the lion. You're, you, you're, not, a, you're not a hunter. You're a, you're a follower. We're not called to be demon hunters. We're called to be Jesus followers. We'll get to more on that in a minute. But it says, stay alert. That's your job. Watch out. Be aware. Be switched on. Don't be duped. Don't be, don't be ignorant. Don't be just going about your life, you know, in, in, in this life so much so that you forget about what's really important. But there's also... Uh, that the positive is not just the negative aspect when it comes to the spiritual world, is it? We've been so blessed. Ephesians 1 verse 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We are spiritual beings, and in Christ our spirit has been made new and brought back to life, 
And that is an important part of who we are. But God has blessed us with spiritual blessings. And you can go on, I encourage you, read the rest of that chapter in Ephesians because he talks about what some of those spiritual blessings are, being chosen and predestined, being you know, given a, an amazing inheritance and sealed with the Holy Spirit. And you, know, you, can, you can read that later. But we've been given so many awesome blessings in this spiritual dimension and sometimes we go you know where's my blessings I don't have this and I don't have this and you know this person's got that and I don't have that and that person's car is better than mine come on God where's my blessings and he's like go read Ephesians chapter one (laughs) there are spiritual blessings that have way more power and impact on our life than material things and sometimes we're too busy looking for that material stuff but there's this whole uh, unseen spiritual world that that we see operating right throughout scripture and we need to be aware of it and switched on to what's going on because the spiritual world will influence us that's point number two the spiritual world will have an influence on us because we are partly spiritual beings well, we are spiritual beings in an in a earthly tent, as Paul says in Thessalonians. We have a, a physical body, but we are a spiritual being in a, in a physical shell, if you like. And so this, this interaction, between, this, this intersection between the spiritual world and the natural world is going to impact us. It's going to influence, influence us. And here's the, if you like, the, the great thing, or maybe it's the scary thing, you get to choose what part of that spiritual world influences you. You get to choose. Now, I should say, has the greatest influence. You know, we, we, we can, uh, you know, is, is it going to be the, the lies that the enemy wants to whisper in your ear through whatever medium that might be that is going to be what we allow to influence us? Or is it going to be the, the truth that God says in His Word? Are we going to, what, what, do, we, what do we give stock to? What do we put stock in? What do, what do we uh, give, give cr- uh, credence to? Are we going to listen to what my, my own human mind or, or my, my flesh, my, um, uh, my, my old self, my old nature, my human nature is telling me? Or am I going to listen to what God's Spirit is telling me sometimes we can be far too fixated on how I feel right now and it all just becomes this descending spiral of me 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 and woe is me and you know and and I fixate on my problems and 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 my feelings and and where I'm at and my circumstances and, and we forget you know, the, the truth of what God has said about us and what the Holy Spirit is wanting to speak into us about how loved we are and about how blessed we are and about how powerful and victorious we are in Christ. Now, not all problems that we have are spiritual problems, are they? You know, sometimes there's just stuff. Kerry talked about this a couple of weeks ago. There was the, you know, the story of the, the man in the Gospels and Jesus came, the guys came to Jesus and said, hey, here's this blind guy. You know, who's, you know, was it his sin or his parents' sin that caused him to be born blind? And Jesus says, you know, this is, this is just so that God will be given glory. Like this is not a, not a sin problem. He's not being punished. He's not being cursed or whatever. It's like, you know, this is just... A, and, and the reality is, and you and I know that we live in a world that's broken and we make 
bad decisions and sometimes the things that happen in our life that get all messed up are just the result of poor decision making. Uh, you know, sometimes we just, you know, zigged when we should have zagged or, <laughs> I don't know, um, some things are brought on by our, our own human nature, some things happen because of the choices of others and, and so we need, we, you know, we need discipleship to kind of help to, to train our, our human self, but we also need uh, uh, spiritual power and, and deliverance as well to deal um, with that. I want to just, just talk really quickly, because one of the questions that often gets asked when we start talking about uh, demonic influence in the lives of believers is, can Christians be demon-possessed? If you like that term, it's not a term that we tend to, to use a lot. Um, uh, and and I want to I want to suggest that maybe in that in the, that sense of possession as being ownership, no. Like we belong to Christ. We are in Christ. We've been bought with a price. He's paid for us with His blood, and we belong to Him. And nobody else can own what Christ owns. Yes. All right. Now that is not to say that the enemy can't gain a position of influence in your life if we allow him. And so much of, uh, you know, a lot of how this happens is when we kind of open that door, you know, through, uh, whether it's through media we consume, whether it's through thoughts, whether it's through uh, our behaviours, there are things that we do that at times can open the door to that spiritual uh, influence, to the, the lies of the enemy, and, the, and they can they twist our thinking and change our perceptions. They can make us more susceptible to temptation, to addiction, and to self-destruction. But the enemy never owns you. The enemy cannot own you because you have been bought and paid for with a price. And part of what we're, we're wanting to help you to discover and to learn how to do is shut those doors and how to, to, to kick out the influence of the enemy in your life so that you are being influenced by Jesus and not by the enemy. But ultimately, the victory is found in our relationship with Jesus. While it's important for us to be aware of the spiritual realm, both the godly and the ungodly, we shouldn't give the demonic too much attention. Like I said before, we're not called to be demon hunters, we're called to be Jesus' followers. Uh, C.S. Lewis says, who knows C.S. Lewis? Uh, in, in his book, The Screwtape Letters, it was kind of like a, a scenario. He, he writes a, a, this, this fictional account of a, a senior demon giving advice to sort of a lower ranked demon and talking him how to, uh, giving him advice on how to make sure his, his client, uh, if you like, doesn't, doesn't get, uh, doesn't become a Christian, basically. So giving him all this advice. And he says, there are two equal and opposite errors into which our race, talking about the human race, can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. Our focus should be on Jesus and our relationship with Jesus because that's where our victory will come from. 
You remember that, that uh, in, Luke's, in 10, uh, Luke chapter 10, we have a passage here, and it's Jesus sending out the, the 72 disciples to go out and, and do ministry in all the villages and the towns. And in verse 17, we read, it says, When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. So they'd gone out, they'd encountered people who were uh, oppressed by demonic spirits, were, were demonized, if you like, and they had been able to, using the authority that Jesus had given them, to, to help that person get free of that demonic spirit. And they came back going, wow, God, this is amazing. And Jesus, look at Jesus' response. He said, yes, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Just to demonstrate that, I brought a box of snakes. No, I haven't really. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Um, but he goes on, he says, nothing will injure you. He says, but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. And this is where Jesus is kind of shifting that focus back and saying, don't be so focused on the enemy. Focus on your relationship with me. Rejoice in your relationship with me. That's where your attention belongs. That's where your focus belongs. And he's encouraging them to, to, that that should be first. I mean, yes, as we're serving Jesus, he's given us authority. If we encounter the demonic in terms, in, you know, as we go about our, our ministry and our life, we have authority over that. We can deal with that. We can get rid of it. But he's saying, you know, don't be so fixated. That you're going running around and looking for it everywhere. Fixate on me if you're going to fixate on something. Focus your attention on me. Helping people get free of demonic influence is fantastic, but it's just, a, just something that happens as we begin to serve and follow Jesus. We, you'll encounter that. You don't have to go looking for it. You know, as you begin to serve Jesus and you begin to do what He's calling you to do in His life, you'll encounter it. I have, have no, uh, no doubts or um, don't, don't have any misunderstandings about that. Um, Hebrews 12, we know well, it says, Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. I've met people uh, at times in the past that they kind of, they get so worried about this spiritual battle that they're like, oh, every morning, you know, you've got to get up and you've got to, you know, put on your helmet of salvation and you've got to put on your breastplate of righteousness and you've got to put on the shoes and they go through all the armor of God. And they're like, you know, if I don't do that every morning, then I'm leaving myself vulnerable to spiritual attack. I'm like, I, I think that's kind of getting into the realms of kind of like focuses off track. Like, you know, God, when, when Paul's writing that, about that stuff to the Ephesian church, he's saying, this is what God has given you in the spiritual. It doesn't matter whether you pretend to put on an invisible helmet or not. You know, you have salvation. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you pretend to put on an invisible breastplate or not. Jesus has already given you righteousness, whether you pretend to put it on or not. You know, yes, it's good to be reminded and be mindful of these things, but, you know, going through little formulas and, and stuff just, I think, sometimes gets our focus in the wrong place. Sometimes I think we'd be far better served by spending that time talking to Jesus. We'd be 
far better served spending that time in, in worship or in reading His Word. Because, you know, the, the better we know His Word, the less likely we are to be deceived. The better we know His love, the more likely, uh, sorry, the less likely we are to feel like we're unworthy and that God wouldn't want a relationship with us and, and to fall away. The better we know His will, the more likely we are to walk in it. Uh, it's why in, in Colossians, as Paul writes to the Colossian church, he says, since you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. It's why, uh, you know, he writes to the Philippian church, and he says, uh, is that what you read this morning? Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, think about these things. He says, focus on Jesus. Focus on God. It's a little bit like, um, in, in some ways, I, I don't know, we talked about snakes in a negative way before, but um, <laughs> some, some of you really, who likes snakes? Who, who's fascinated by snakes? Yeah, yeah, some of you, okay. But you know the whole thing where like they, they shed their skin and it's kind of a little bit gross and, and creepy and, and stuff, but kind of fascinating at the same time. But you know when it is that, uh, so I, w- I was looking at this because it's an interesting kind of little illustration. Uh, as snakes grow bigger, their skin can only stretch so far. And, and so as they grow and begin to outgrow their skin, uh, the, the new skin begins to grow underneath. And as the new skin is developed and, and ready to kind of take over, the, the old is, is kind of like pushed off, if you like as the new skin grows. And so sometimes there's this kind of thing where, you know, yes, there's our old self, but what we really need to focus on is not trying to get rid of the old self, but on building up the new self, the new regenerated in Christ. And as, as we focus on that, as that gets stronger, it's going to naturally kind of push out the, the old stuff. It's like new growth on a, on a tree or a plant. You know, if there are kind of the old dead leaves that are still hanging on sometimes, we don't have to go and like try to worry about picking all those off because as the new growth comes through, it naturally pushes that away. And so, you know, as we begin to draw closer to God, that's where we find our victory is we find ourselves safe in His presence. You know, the greatest thing about being in the presence of God is that nothing... Uh, Nothing that isn't of God is allowed in that space. Nothing impure, nothing unholy, nothing, nothing evil, nothing that's going to draw us away from God can be in the presence of God. So the more time that we can spend in the presence of God, the safer we are and the less likely. You know, we can just focus on Him and we don't have to worry about anything else. Be aware, but like I said at the start, we don't have to be afraid of what the enemy can do to us. Jesus has already won the battle. Jesus has more authority than the devil could ever hope to have. <laughs> he has more power than the devil can, can even dream of. You know, sometimes people say the best defense is a good offense. Um, I, I, I'd like to kind of offer an alternate to that. I would like to say the best defense is having someone really, really big and really, really strong fight for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember hearing a story when I was a kid about uh, a mouse and an elephant who were friends. And they were, they were walking through the jungle and they, they had to cross a ravine and they came to a, uh, like a swing, a rope bridge. 
So the mouse and the elephant are walking together across the swing bridge and the mouse turns to the elephant and says, gee, we make this bridge shake, don't we? <laughs> and sometimes, you know, we're, we're a little bit like that, that mouse. You know? <laughs> you know, we can do amazing things because of who is on our side. We've been given power and authority because of Jesus. Our last scripture, I just want to leave you with this morning. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. It says, You belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people. He's talking about false teachers that were trying to infiltrate the church. He says, You've won a victory because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit who lives in the world. Jesus has overcome. He's given us the victory. And as we walk with him and as we focus on our walk and following Jesus, we can have victory over anything that the enemy would throw at us. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the truth of what you have um, uh, spoken to us this morning from your word. Father, we thank you for that power and authority that we have to live and walk in victory because we are in Christ. We have been made new. We have been made righteous. We have been made whole and restored to our place as children of the living God. And Lord, I pray that you would help us as we, as we think on these things, as we meditate on these things, as we allow you to continue to speak to our heart about these things. God, I pray that each one of us would have a new revelation and understanding of who we are in Christ, of the power that we have. Lord, that we can walk in victory over all the, the, the strategies, over all the, 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 the power of the, the demonic father of the enemy, Lord, you are greater. And because we have you in us, we have nothing to fear. Father, I thank you that you have given us that authority. And Lord, I pray that you would help us as we focus on you, as we focus on being Christ followers, faithful, serving, uh, empowered children of God. Lord, that you would help us to have confidence in, in dealing with the attacks of the enemy in our life and in the lives of, of those that we minister to. Lord, with that, that boldness and that confidence from knowing the place of victory that we operate from. Father, we pray that you would help us to grow in that understanding and grow in walking and living and experiencing it every day. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at BethelCRC.org.au or check out Bethel Family Church on Facebook.